0: Welcome to Conversations with Karalia, where we take a nuanced deep dive into all things related to spirituality, sexuality, power and awakening. My name is Karalia and I'm your host for this journey. I invite you to relax back, open up and get curious. Don't forget to subscribe, like And share the love. Are you ready to realize the self? To resolve your shirt? To rejoice in daily life? Join Caralia's community via her online platform, The Toolbox. Get ready for a paradigm shift in how you experience yourself and your reality. The Toolbox, where you'll find everything you need for the spiritual path, view teachings, practices community and a teacher who cares. Find the toolbox at toolbox.caraleah.com T-O-O-L-B-O-X dot K-A-R-A-L-E-A-H dot com Welcome to Conversations with Caraleah. My name, of course, is Caralia. This week on the show, I am having a conversation with Claire Alley. Uh, I can't even remember when I met Claire, but we totally bonded because she's completely into dance and yoga as well. And we had some pretty cool discussions at NZ Spirit Festival this year. So I decided to get her on the show so we could talk about embodiment. We could talk about what confidence really is. We could talk about how shame binds us up. And we could also touch on what's going on with ISTA right now, because Claire did ISTA back in 2017, so it's really curious to hear her perspective and how she's relating to what's blowing up in the ISTA community right now. Um, more on that in the conversation, so flow on in and then uh, enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. <laughs> hey, Claire, so nice to have you here for a conversation. Welcome. Thank you. Where in the world are you right now?
1: I'm in Titarangi in Auckland, New Zealand. Ah, awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing it's raining there as well. Yeah, we, we have our own little microclimate here. Um, and Yeah, it's not raining, but we've had a ton of rain in the last week. So it's mm. a nice rain. <laughs> All right. So I wanted to talk to
0: you about a range of things because you do amazing work. Um, one of your... I guess the key thing that you focus on is the journey from like anxiety and overwhelm and shame through to confidence. And one thing I've heard you say is that you've been like studying the outer confidence over the last decade or so. What does confidence mean? I mean, you
1: say confidence, what is that? Mm, I love that question. Yeah. Um, so for me, confidence is trust. It's self-trust. It's knowing you've got your own back. It's being able to lean into a sense of stability and trust that whatever is coming up in life, you can handle. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not, I think people mistake confidence for being the loudest person in the room. Um, and I, I don't think it's that at all. I mean, it can mean that if you, if you want it to mean that, but it's, it's very much that sense of I'm capable. I'm capable to hold myself. Um, and I've, it's something that I've been yeah, studying for the, for the last 10 years. It's initially, when I got on this journey, I didn't know that's what I was doing. And it's been in hindsight, especially I would say over the last specifically probably two to three years that I've been like, ah, that's what was happening. Um, and yeah, I think it's, it's probably a good context just to speak into a little bit about like how I, how that Mm. for me, um, I grew up with a lot of shame, a lot of anxiety, uh, experience trauma in my teens. Um, and just was small, you know, like just debilitating and anxiety and, and depression. And that was my norm. I didn't actually know that there was life without that. Um, and then I, I moved over to London, I was 22 at the time, was going out with someone, it all blew up, the breakup was the catalyst for all the things coming up, all the trauma and I, I'd i been into a lot of, um, like I'd been into yoga and things, I'd, I'd been practicing for about a year or so but I it was that moment that I started to take it seriously and I realized just how dissociated from life I was I was like living on another planet and the way in to the healing journey was through my body so I mm. um I got big into yoga I went to I kept walking past this dance studio and I'd always I'd always fancied, I'd always said to myself, oh, I want to be on a dance video, you know, like I had this dream of being on a dance video and I was, you know, in the fucking trenches, walking through the streets of London, um, bawling my eyes out and I kept walking past this hip hop studio and I thought, okay, I'm just going to try a class. So I signed up. Um, went to the first class. There was a big mirror that was confronting. I hadn't owned a mirror for like 10 years because I had so much body shame and things and getting in front of this mirror and I couldn't pick it up. It was like all these quick movements and this choreography. And I was like the self-hatred between me and what I was seeing in the mirror was so severe. I wanted to run I'd signed a direct debit at the studio. I was thinking of all the things like maybe I tell them like my mum's got cancer and I need to fly back home or like all these things. And there was something in me, something that came from like, you know, on a soul level that it was like you were staying here. And I slowly started to find freedom and it became a practice. And the people that were going were, they were, they were living for something more than the day to day grind that I had been in, so I started to love it. And I wasn't good at it, like it, it, you know, I was the one that was always two steps behind. But the the culture, the expression, the the aggression, the you know, um, hip hop and street dance, it comes from the street. It's grounded. It's like, um, and I loved it. And I, I learned more from that journey than I did. Did from the from from yoga you know especially in the initial mm. stage but fast forward I um got into a lot of um I was more in the the street dance freestyle scene um and did my first dance battle in the oh. Netherlands <laughs> in front of like thousands of people and it was fucking terrifying and I remember Going and doing it, and just walking outside in the rain, living afterwards, and just being like, my life's just changed. um Because you got to have confidence. You're up there. You don't know what song they're going to play. You've got to rip your fucking ego and like be in your body. You know. And it was it was shocking. It was ter- terrible aesthetically, but it wasn't about that. It's never been about that. It's been about you know, what kind came from that. So anyway, fast forward again, I became obsessed with it. I was living in London for five years, moved to New York, went to dance school, trained with a whole lot of amazing people in that culture and in that community, travelled the world, teaching from various yoga teachers, Um just mm. went through India, uh spent, you know, uh, nine months in Cambodia working at a healing centre out there and just really, really, worked with a huge variety of people from all walks of life and the body and how you can move emotion and heal emotion through the, the, the body as, as the the vessel for healing was profound for me. So that's kind of, I guess, like, Mm your origin story i'm so so fucking obsessed with (laughs) um, with confidence through movement and and dance and and all the things yeah Mm -hmm. i freaking love that you did a dance
0: battle competition did you say in holland the netherlands yeah in the netherlands yeah so literally they play a song you don't know what song it's going to be and there's a there's like a battle so there's two of you there and you just have to kind of freestyle it facing that person and kind of like what yeah yeah
1: Pretty much. So actually the first time I didn't, I didn't make it, I did it. I didn't make it past the prelims. So I didn't actually get to like, I mean, there was hundreds and hundreds of people in this battle, but, um, after that I, I did, you know, battle people one-to-one and it's, um, it's fucking terrifying, you know, but you have to own fully, you have to fully commit to your movements. You have to fully commit to being present and, I, I really struggled, you know, like I, I, it wasn't most of the people I dancing were dancing with, were, you know, backup dancers for, you know, uh, really well-known singers and, and all of that. And, and I was coming in at 22 years old and was so dissociated from my body. So that, uh, and I had teachers and mentors that really saw something in me and saw my yearning, mm. um, to heal, that they just took me under their wing, and I was fortunate enough to really train with some amazing people. And you know, the confidence builds, and you get more embodied, and yeah, story mm-hmm. mm-hmm. oh, through your body.
0: Yeah, it almost sounds like an alternative history that I might have lived at some point. I'm just like, oh my god, yes, I yeah. could so
1: have done that in my 20s.
0: Um, so the yoga was weaving through at the same time, right? So you're also having the embodiment experience, so because there's the same, same, but a different, different. Yeah. When I think about hip hop, like you say, that kind of aggression that comes through that fuck you, that kind of like the standing and the power, the groundedness, it's like, so, mm, you know, compared to yoga, which has a completely different vibe and feel. I could see how they would weave together to bring through a certain level of embodiment.
1: Massively. I think the yoga, helps on more of a you know i i feel dance is emotional release mm-hmm. um for me and that's what i was i was treating it as and then of course you get the the discipline level when you get further into it which is also what you get with yoga you know it's that discipline to to fine tuning um alignment or or you know whatever it is or or more of the the mental but that obviously comes through in dance as well but i think the the yoga provided um, context and framework you know that was a bit I guess tighter and a bit more structured where there's in in the um in the dance scene it's you know I guess it doesn't it has strong roots and strong foundations but it's it's a, a constant evolvement where yoga was something that and it was it's new right like street dance I mean it's it, when I say it's new, you know, it's, it comes from, um, you know, there's swing dance. There's a whole lot of different social dances, yeah. but the phenomena of, of hip hop is, is relatively new, Whereas the the roots of yoga gave me something deeper. And I'd always say like, uh, to people, you know, yoga is like, my family like I, I it's, it's something I do every day I can't not do it dance is like my best friend you know it's mm. like it's mm-hmm. like yoga's yoga's the thing that it, it they both keep me sane, but yoga provides a, a grounding um mm. that you really melt into um and that it, it's a it's 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 self led mm-hmm. where the dance has that social framework around it as well what were you doing particular styles of yoga or just all over the place um yeah so I mean kind of all, well I, I started with Jeeva Mukti I was in London mm-hmm. Jeeva Mukti Center was there I just was going and going and going for it um and I'd say Ashtanga is really where my practice comes from from a um more of a f- philosophical philosophical lens definitely uh classical tantra and in more recent years provides a way way more I relate to it and resonate just so much more Mm. than the eight limb path it didn't really yeah it it didn't really grab me but um and, and and the the stuff that I've I've really learned and started to embody from classical tantra coincides with dance and a lot of the other work that i do on a much deeper level um yeah yeah
0: i mean that makes sense because classical tantra is an embodied liberation path whereas classical Mm. yoga is actually a transcendent path and you know from my understanding of historical stuff which is not perfect at all but the postures that we see actually came out of classical tantra so the yeah which people don't really know but the the philosophical underpinnings are often referenced back to the yoga sutras which is classical yoga so there is this really interesting thing where a lot of people are practicing physical yoga with the classical yoga underpinnings which are really about transcendence even though the physical yoga came out of the classical tantric texts and practices etc which is so much more about embodied liberation
1: and this is what I think I always came up against it was always like well Hold on a minute. This isn't the the um postures and stuff. yeah, great. I mean, I, I modify them a lot from traditional Ashtanga. I'm very much about you know, uh, claiming moving freely in your body and and not being constrained by, you know mm-hmm. the fact that you've got different size hips to the to or mm-hmm. um, yeah but right. all, whatever <laughs> it is that we're talking about. but um, you know, I, I always came up against that. And I think um, you know, I've done a lot of work in um in in Neo Tantra, which is obviously very separate, but this um I guess the the and the the things that I really picked up from from those experiences were how to uh how to explore desire and not be afraid of Mm -hmm. that and I think that's what classical tantra also offers and I and 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 um you know the eight limb path for me there was it was like I felt caged I felt like that wasn't um celebrated uh where there's desire in in the framework and the context of of both you know neo-tantra or call it what you want but that that um that sort of culture and community as well as within the classical Tantra framework from, from my experiences of it has always been something that there is no guilt. There is no shame in it. It's like, Oh, internet. Yeah. There is no guilt. There is no shame in it. It's like an experience that you can, can move through life with, um, from mm. a very, uh, you know, from a very, um, from a, a lens of awareness. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um,
0: so your work, then I know you've got a, a workshop tour that's coming up that's called Embodied Confidence. So is that a blend of yoga and dance or embodiment exercises? Like what is Embodied Confidence in terms of what people receive, but also what you're actually doing in the room?
1: Yeah, love that question. Yeah, so it's really a combination of of the tools and techniques that I've learn on my journey and that I used on a on a daily basis. Um I am a huge huge believer in in practice. Like hmm. practice, practice, yeah. practice. Practice 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 practice. practice, practice. <laughs> Use your tools, you know, like um people say, "Well, how can I be more confident?" Practice. Confidence is a muscle, you know. Trusting yourself it's a muscle. You've got to work at like the same way you'd work out at the gym. So th- what I'm offering is tools to try on practices, uh, from a very explorative experiential lens, you know, um, people are going to come into the room. They're going to get uncomfortable. They're also going to get lit up. They're also going to experience a state change. So I've, I've, um, the way that I've found to be the most effective through my journey, um, is to, is, is like I said, through the body and that's breath, sound, movement, um, and, yeah the the workshop is is a body of work i've presented in the uk europe uh new york so it's been a body of work that i've added to throughout the years and and you know with covid haven't really had a chance to actually do in person i mean i've i've taught it here in in new zealand a few times but um I'm really excited, I, you know, especially over the last two years over lockdown, I've refined a lot of these things a lot um, and then being, you know, introduced to the spiral body of work, um, which is a, another map and model that I draw a lot from. Um, it's become a real rich mix of, of techniques and tools and insights for people mm-hmm. to, to move mm-hmm. through the world with more confidence and, and, mm. and access that place of trust Hmm. Hmm. So if people are experiencing like anxiety
0: or or overwhelm or shame on a regular basis, and feel like, especially social anxiety, I guess, like going into situations and just not feeling confident, it sounds like by coming along to this workshop, they'll get to learn tools and practices and ways to skillfully work with that, so that they can move into a space from confidence rather than from the anxiety.
1: Yeah, and also um, gain some context. You know, I think people think, um, you know, especially if you are in a place of, sh- like, certainly shame or there's anxiety there, or what, whatever it is, you know, like you're in in guilt or whatever's moving through you when, when you have some context, when you have a framework to look at that emotion, it gives you the ability to step back from it. And, and, and a lot of the maps and models that I use, there's just even, even just the introduction to that, there's a bit of freedom that, that starts Mm. to happen for people because you're no longer, um, you, you can choose to step out of the experience and, and, and be a witness to it. And, Mm -hmm. um, and within that there's some, there's empowerment that happens. So yeah, providing a, a context to, to confidence and, and this applies to confidence across all areas of your life. You know, you can, you can be uber confident in some areas and not so confident in other areas and, and yeah, the, the, the framework and, and kind of maps that I've drawn from, from this body of work. I guess just will, um, and this is also, I guess, what the spiral does, but um, just help you fast-forward your journey.
0: Ha, I like that. Like, you are not efficient, start. right?
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about the spiral
0: because not everyone's going to know what the spiral mm-hmm. is. So what's kind of the elevator pitch on the modality that is spiral?
1: Yeah, the spiral is... Uh, tool of transformation it gets you from a to b (laughs) like um i guess it'd be the easiest way to put it you know the spiral is um it is a healing modality it combines nlp uh chakra clearing and uses a muscle testing tool from kinesiology when i say that it's like a mouthful for people you know so if you're you know, tuning in and watching this, it's like, oh, I don't know what that does. But actually, you don't really need to know. It's um it's designed to help you when you are stuck, when you are feeling like I'm getting in my own way. Um, I want this thing, um, I want this state of being, but I'm here and I want to get here. Mm-hmm. And um it's it, what i love about it is again it sets a map and a model of of it maps 22 of the human emotions that we experience um shame being the lowest so we start off at shame and we go into your field and clear shame and clear the triggers and the charges around shame to bring you back to a place that is neutral so that you are not um you know you're not getting rid of shame you're getting rid of your charge around shame so that you mm. can be freer and lighter um okay. and I think that's a really key piece because you know I teach this work on confidence it's not to say that I don't experience you know um I don't go into shame or go into feelings of anxiety or go into like that happens you know Mm -hmm. but I it's just that I I'm able to neutralize my charge to it I'm able to dissolve it to use your languaging dissolve digest devour it and move forward so that's really what the the spiral does in a very succinct way and it's mapped out you know we go from shame and and work our way up the scale Mm. of consciousness um so that by the time you're finished with the pro- uh, through the process, you're reaching higher states of consciousness because you're not stuck in in the the shitty stuff at the bottom. And when you do mm-hmm. go back there, you have the tools to bring your stuff out. So it's um it's it's a rich, rich body of work. And, I mean, you've done some clearing sessions with me, and then mm. it's it's fucking it snipes. I right. loved it. Yeah, get to the root. <laughs> Totally. I
0: loved how I came in. I came in really clear from the perspective of I want to dissolve the people pleaser and the different manifestations of that particular pattern. Um, so, for example, the people pleaser will sometimes show up as the ice queen, as one example. And I love that when I came in to do a session with you, I was like, right, I want to do this thing. And you were able to just take those tools and that approach and that framework and just we did the thing. And I like it completely shifted. I noticed really palpable shifts in how I related to life within a week. Yeah. You know, it was really discernible, discernible shifts in behavior. And that's what I love about it is that, you know, it's all good and well to go and have your chakras aligned, blah, blah, and you feel good coming out of the session. But if behavior is not spontaneously changing, what's really shifted?
1: Yeah. And and a, a key piece of the work is to, you know, first you you shine a light on, on what's there. Um, and I use muscle testing to do that. Um, and, and then, so, you know, we, we go into, to actually see and dissect the, the emotions that are there in the field that are stopping you from, from moving forward to the place you want to be. Um, and, and, you know, in this in the spiral process, I'll actually go in and test for the age when that emotion was lodged and anchored and, and all of that. Um, and then you, you process it. So you have the, the piece of you, you digest it. Um, you dissolve it Whether's And, and depending on who I'm working with, if someone's really embodied, you know, when we were working together, you had, you have your tools, you were like, yeah, cool. You can, you can locate it in the body. You can you can move it through you some people don't have um access to that as as, you know they're they're not as embodied as 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 you are for example so there's there's different steps I would take depending on who the person was to to help them come to that and then there's the action and the integration biggest piece of all like if that piece is not clearly and there's obviously a level of self-responsibility that goes with that but if that piece is not it, it is so much easier to do when those two other pieces of the puzzle have happened. It just comes way more naturally. In fact, like your field is usually change. It's, it, it's not like you're pushing shit uphill anymore. It's like, Oh yeah, of course I'm going to go take that action. You know? Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's a lot more natural and it's a lot more, it's not like you're jumping off a cliff to go do the thing. So, um, yeah, those are kind of the three pieces, and the integration action piece, like getting clear on what that is for you, is, is really the catalyst in how you, you move forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I want to dive a little into what you said around embodiment because, as you pointed out, you're like, Oh, you've got a level of embodiment, which means that certain pieces are easier. Um, so let me just feel into what I want to ask here. Okay, so what embodiment feels like for me, I think the technical term is interception, where there's an ability to be aware of or to sense, to feel what's happening internally. And what I've noticed is that's become more and more refined or more and more subtle. Um, And so then it feels like, it feels like almost like the operating system of the mind-body complex is now, it's like I'm now a, able to program it because I can sense a thing, I can hone into it and then kind of do what's needed with a process or a tool or a practice. So the the body mind complex starts to feel like rather than a fixed entity that is a total mystery, it's st- to me with this level of embodiment, it just starts to feel more like an operating system with programs on it that can be identified and uninstalled. And it's not even really a, a big deal anymore. Yeah, um, it does, yeah. How would you describe embodiment or your own process of it? Because like you, I went from total disassociation completely out of my head, um, in my head, out of the body, and then slow. It, it was a long journey. It was probably a good 25-year journey to, to be in this level of embodiment now. Um, but I'm curious, how do you experience embodiment or working with the body-mind complex mm. as such because it can seem like magic to people that aren't yet embodied per yeah.
1: se yeah absolutely uh, yeah I get that a lot like people are like is this magic I don't understand what's happening yeah, um, yeah, you know like they'll they'll have these moments and and it's it's a layering right like it's like peeling off an onion you you think it, it's almost like um I heard someone say one time um you know, it was. They were saying how um, embodiment feels like a a slope that they can't quite get on. Like it's like a nuance that they they only kind of they kind of can't quite grasp it and what it is and what it what it you know and and I it, it's so interesting because I remember feeling like that and now it's just it it just is it's just it's just like an almost like an extra sense if you will of like. Mm of, of my reality. Um, and so I think my experience of embodiment is everything I do, there is a lens, there, there is, it's, it's awareness. It's, it's really just pure presence and awareness of the body and how the body's moving through the world. Um, and it's, um, it's a, I guess, yeah, like an operating system to come back to, you know, it's always like, okay, how am I, how's my body orientated in this moment right now and what's going on here. And and your mind can be thinking one thing, and this is why muscle testing is so such a brilliant tool, because your mind can be thinking one thing, but your being and, and your, your, your um, operating system is actually doing something quite different and yet you're being hijacked from by your mind um so my experience of embodiment is it's it makes life rich I can't imagine Mm. I can't imagine living without that felt sense of of being in the body and understanding um it's a a whole nother layer of of sense really Mm -hmm. um and I guess when you know, I get a lot of people coming in and for them, when I, when I go through the spiral, it's, uh, we go through an embodied process, you know, you're, you're diving into your body. Okay. Where, where, where do I feel shame in my body? Oh, what does that feel like? Oh, what, what sensation is there? You know, for a lot of people, that's really, really hard. I'm asking some really hard questions and they're, they, they're wanting to dissociate usually pretty quickly. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a journey. You don't, mm. where I'm sitting right now, I I feel like I'm in such a rich place. Cause I, 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 I have such a rich experience of the world, but you know, give me another 10 years, I'm probably going to be <laughs> sitting in an even richer place, you know? Um, So yeah, it, it is a hard, uh it, it's, it, I do actually find it a challenge to discuss with people what embodiment is if they haven't had mm. that experiential understanding of it it's something that I, I I'm i constantly trying to uh refine in how I talk about it because it's mm. it's yeah it's quite, people find it quite um they 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 feel like they don't have access to it or they feel like it's magic or it's not but to me it's very matter of fact it's it just is yeah yeah, yeah. which I guess is that you know that's why you're you're
0: um uh, history or foundation of embodiment practices of the dance and of the yoga is so juicy and so powerful because you're literally giving people a pathway that they can follow into <laughs> embodiment, right? And I reckon there's nothing greater that people can receive in so many ways.
1: Oh yeah, it makes makes the whole world luscious, you know. <laughs> it really does. It's like so so juicy. juicy. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, one thing is, you know, I guess on a very simplistic level, it's like, listen to your body, listen to your body. What does your body want? What does your mind want? What are the centers Mm. of you? What is your, what is your mind saying? What's your heart saying? You know, how's your belly today? What's your sex center saying? And actually recognizing that all those centers are going to have different voices. Like just because you're listening to your body doesn't necessarily mean it's the truth. Um, And I think that conditioning lives in the body, right? Conditioning lives in the body. And I think that the first layer when I'm, when I'm working with people is like, they actually realize they have a body. Oh, what? My body has something to say. Oh, Um, and then the second layer is okay. Your body has something to say, but let's dig a little deeper. Like, Mm. you know, um, I'll never forget. I was on, um, a a training and someone said if I listen to my body I wouldn't be here because my body is in so much pain so it's like yeah okay there's there's the first layer. yeah I have a body and there's and and then and then we and then we actually dig deeper on like hey like what what is let's actually work through the conditioning of the body
0: I think you know the body if we look at it from the instinctual animal perspective is often wired psyche is wired to keep us safe whatever that means and often those safety mechanisms are actually preventing us from having um, a full aliveness experience because the system scans and it scans for patterns and goes oh in the past this wasn't safe so therefore it's not going to be safe now so therefore I'm going to cut myself off from it by disassociating or going into freeze or, or whatever it, it is um so I find that interesting is like when I look at embodiment for me a part of it is starting to recognize the way the nervous system functions and the way that we the psyche tries to keep us safe and being able to notice when those habitual patterns are running and ask the question do I need to stay safe right now Mm. you know
1: yeah yeah and and I and that comes back to the deep trust of self of like, Mm. I know myself, I know I've got my back. And I, and, and part of that, you know, there's, there's practical things that you, you need for that. There's tools and there's, there's, um, techniques and there's, there's, you know, that, that, that level of trust also comes from, from competence, right? There's like that deep, deep trust, but then there's also a practical level of trust that you can, you know, we've got so many resources available, um, that you can dive into, to help you through that experience. Like you don't have mm-hmm. to do that experience alone. And I think that's when, um, you know, you have that soul level of trust, but actually mm-hmm. getting those tools and techniques to help you with what, whatever, you know, you, you're, you're processing or whatever you're going through is, is game changing, you know, mm-hmm. um, and they're so available at the moment. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, so we're obviously
0: we're both in the, the the spiritual community or the festival community or whatever you want to call it. And there's a lot going on in the field right now around how spaces are held, particularly in the neo tantric world. Um, ISTA is under the spotlight because there's some concern around the space not necessarily being trauma informed. There is some concerns around potential manipulation or abuse within the facilitator participant. Dynamics, um, I know you've attended ISTA. So as you're watching this come up in the field, how are you relating to it? Or what's it making you ask or reflect on in your own journey? Mm. Oh,
1: I love this question. And it's 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 been pretty huge, actually. Um, I didn't know how much... Like I've had to give it space because I, I still don't I I can only talk about I guess what I'm processing and, and kind of what mm. what's come up for me. I don't have a definitive like opinion on it. Um but right. let's just we don't need opinions. I'd love to hear what, yeah, you know, what, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. what
0: you're processing, what it means to you, what it's bringing up yeah, for you. Because that's all it, that's real, right?
1: It's shining a spotlight on It's shining a spotlight on what is true for me. Because, you know, I went to Ista, I attended Ista in 2017 in the UK, and I loved it. Like I got so it 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 was profound in my journey. Um and also there were moments through ISTA where I thought uh, you gotta be fucking joking me. Like, is this, is this, are we really doing this? You know? And, and, um, and I've always been someone that, you know, like to get my mind blown. Like I, I, I have like an insatiable thirst for, Um, experimentation like I've experimented a lot with a lot of different modalities a lot of different lifestyles a lot of different you know I've been done the culty shit I've been in the dogma I've been under a guru I've been you know got the done a lot of different things and um I guess what it's done is is now that I'm a little bit older, um, and you know, I'm 32 now, I think I was 27 or 26 when that, when I was, went through that, uh, uh, went through ISTA, um, it's kind of made me realize that how important it is to be discerning like how important it is to listen to your own voice because one person's uh experience is going to be really different from another person's experience and it doesn't mean mean that that space was wrong you know we all have we all have choice we all have like just because one person was hurt from the experience doesn't mean necessarily mean that another person Like it's two different things and it's such a case by case thing. What I would say is that I think trauma being trauma informed is just so important. Like I think it's it's we all need to be as facilitators, we all need to be stepping up to that level of of understanding. I, I think that safe spaces that haven't had that that um that there's not that level of of uh standard it, I, I just I wouldn't personally I, I don't think I'd only say yeah I don't know if I don't really think I would in, engage um because through doing my own um trauma-informed training I I've I saw so many gaps you know where yeah to go back to what I said before where one person experience of experience one person's experience of what I potentially had been teaching they would have taken away the experience I I, I really um, was was trying to facilitate, yet because of another person's traumas and and experiences, they potentially weren't. And I think being trauma informed gives you the ability to actually cast your net wider and ho- like hold so that mm. everyone is getting um, an experience that you know won't be the same, of course, but but as more rounded and integrated and and yes maybe that means we're not going as, as as deep but do we do we really have to like pick the scars so much like do we do we really have to do that we we're, we're post 2020 now you know so I guess that's my that's my take on on the trauma informed and as far as the power dynamics I've I've been actually looking at my own level of well, will we'll how have I abused power? Mm. What's happening there? You know, like, um, and when, when am I, when am I leaking energy? Because I am, there's, there's times where I I totally am, you know, and there's times where I'm, I, I, I've, you know, been in relationship with people and I can feel myself doing it. And, you know, I'm not the, the person on the spotlight right now, but every, in every, area of my life it's like okay well I'm a, you know there's a lot of accusation on these people that are are in the spotlight doing it and I, I'm not condoning their behavior at all but it's like oh well, hold on a minute like am I doing this on some level too mm. um, and that's been an interesting process um, yeah and, and I'm not surprised I think it's only a matter of time before Esther was was gonna there was, it was going to blow up. Even when I was there in 2017, I was like, surely the police are going to walk through the door right now. <laughs> or surely, <laughs> something's going to, you know, like, um, but also that edge lit me up and the work was fucking profound. And I am, a, I'm, I'm, uh, a, um, I love their work. I just, I just think it needs an upgrade. Mm. Um, yeah. And, and I, the people that have that are, are being, you know, are, are being put into the spotlight right now. Like, yeah, you, you did some shit that wasn't, that was shady. Like let's all like, you know, can, is there a willingness to, to call yourself out as well? Because if there's mm-hmm. not, then I, think, I think we need to start holding ourselves accountable as well as each other. Um, mm. How are we going to move forward? So yeah. Yeah, I guess those are some of the pieces I've been moving through. It's quite. A lot I love that you yeah, there
0: is a lot there. And I, I love the fact that you're holding the complexity, right? The recognition that, fuck, it's amazing, on the edge, powerful, transformative work. And there's aspects that were freaking dodgy and could have been held in a different way and maybe causing harm. You yeah. know, like all of it can be true. One person can have an extraordinary experience and one person can have, an, you know, an abusive, traumatizing experience. Um, And I, and I feel that in you, that holding of it all. And I love how you've turned it into self-reflection that you're asking those questions in terms of, Oh shoot, where do I abuse power? Uh, Mm -hmm. Recognizing it probably won't necessarily be in the same way that a man might abuse power, but that's what I've really been feeling into as a woman. I'm like, Oh, probably don't necessarily abuse my power to gain sexual advantage, but how else, how else Mm -hmm. do I abuse power? Right.
1: Um, yeah, juicy. and Juicy. That, that willingness to ask those questions is is I think what and to ask them and to be like held accountable to them, I think is is what we're I think on a deeper level is what 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 we're all asking, you know, yeah. is that we're asking more questions and to be able to do that for yourself, I think is gonna enrich your work.
0: Yeah. I think that's when I look at um, other leaders, et cetera, who might be under the spotlight. That's one of the first things I'm looking for in terms of if allegations or whatever have been brought to that person, I'm like, are they receiving that? Are they going into inquiry? Are they genuinely looking at their behaviour to see what's there rather than just deflecting or defending or justifying or rationalising, you see? Um, that's the piece I'm always interested in because I think it's not what happened because shit's going to happen. People are going to do shitty things. It's, it's not that it's not what happened for me. It's
1: how are you responding to what happened? Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, and because they're on the spotlight, often what's happened gets, get, they're so vilified for it, but it's like, well, well actually the true healing is if we can, if you can, yeah. How are you going to move forward from this? It's, it's fascinating to watch. It's, it's very, um, it's big, it's big to watch because it triggers a lot and it's, and you've got to, you know, you've got to give yourself some space to move through that. I think, um, anyone Mm -hmm. who is, who has been involved in the ISTA community or, or resonates with what's going on right now. Um, yeah. And it, and it's, I, I, you know, it's across the board. There's been, there's, uh, hip hop dance dance teach has been taken down right now as well. I'm like, uh-huh, right. You yeah. know? Um, and I, and I think we're at the time, it's, the time is right for it, you know? Yeah. I think, yeah, we're just being called to have a, a
0: higher level of discernment around the way that power itself functions. Yeah. you know, Cause my sense is we're moving potentially from a world that is so much about power over. It's about leveraging power to get what you want or to control or exploit resources, et cetera. And so now it's blowing up so much in the conscious community and and obviously by the sounds of it, other creative communities, I feel like it's a call for us to move to a power within model where, how do I describe it? It's just way more, like what I notice is when I'm around people that are grounded in their own power, they're not trying to manipulate, control, manage or take advantage of other people. Mm. they're just at ease in themselves and and they're embodying power and they're acting from power but it's
1: it's got a whole different vibe and feel mm. mm-hmm. I I really like what you said in terms in terms of like the internal power and when I looked at what was happening and when I looked at what's happening in the hip-hop community and even my my uh, older brother who's an artist he said it's happening in the the artist community right now as well it was wild but when I looked at that I thought I I I knew straight away, like especially in dance culture, was like, oh well, yeah, of course, of course, that person's been taken down, or like you know, with in it's like, oh well, yeah, of course, because like that discernment, like I I I could have spotted it from a mile away you know it's it's obvious and so like that self-trust of like knowing yourself like knowing what your boundaries are like having your own back having your stability asking yourself the questions being humbling yourself to like feel the shame that might be brought up from from these conversations and and I think is is huge it's 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 really it's um a beautiful process to go through yeah Mm -hmm. It'll be real interesting to
0: look back in a couple of years and see what's unfolded from all of this. Um, Okay, so I'm just aware of time and looking to wrap up. Is there anything else they wanted to ask? So Embodied Conference, the tour, when's it happening? Yeah, so
1: awesome. We've got uh, on the 3rd of August, no, 6th of August. I'm at East West on the 3rd of August. September I'll be in Wellington and then I'm hoping to get to Christchurch and in October it's looking like I'll be in Melbourne and potentially. Nice. So I haven't confirmed dates for that yet, but August, September is confirmed. Yeah. Cool. Send me a message. Yeah, if you want. Yeah, yeah, I'll put
0: details down below as well. And you also work with a small number of people taking
1: them through the spiral, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. So I, uh, the spiral is a three month process. Um, there's, it's, it's the deepest work that I do. Um, and it's a one-on-one container. Um, and I take, or oh, depending on where I'm at, I'm um, take, I've got spots for two more people, um, this month, but yeah, I take a small number through, um, it's definitely something that I, if 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 you're resonating with with um, what I've spoken about today, check out my website and DM me and we have a chat. We see where you're at and and if it's um, if it's right for you. But it's incredible process. Yeah, yeah, highly recommend it for sure. I love how systematic it is. So that was
0: um, created by Dane Thomas, right? He's the original yeah. creator of that. Okay, awesome, Claire. Such a delight to talk to you. Thank you. All righty. so that was Claire Alley speaking on embodiment, on confidence, and on working through shame and guilt and anxiety and overwhelm and all the things. Uh, if you want to connect with her, just check out the details down below. And I'll be back probably next week with another conversation with Carolea, sending you so many blessings. Are you ready to realize the self, to resolve your shit, to rejoice? in daily life. Join Karelia's community via her online platform, The Toolbox. Get ready for a paradigm shift in how you experience yourself and your reality. The Toolbox, where you'll find everything you need for the spiritual path, view teachings, practices, community, and a teacher who cares. Find The Toolbox at toolbox.karelia.com Dot com. T-O-O-L-B-O-X dot, dot com Thanks for listening to Conversations with Karalia and trust that you enjoyed that nuanced deep dive into spirituality, sexuality, power and awakening. If you love my take on the spiritual path and you're looking for more insights like this, then make sure you subscribe and like. You can also check out my website, karaleah.com. That's K-A-R-A-L-E-A-H.com. And subscribe to my weekly newsletter.